Welcome to the Grappling Discourse Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Scaff. Today, I want to talk about higher standards. Guys, you need to check out Brandon's new mount instructional. It is incredible. Brandon is the best mount player that I know. His ability to control and make his opponent suffer while working towards a submission from the mount is second to none. He is going to teach you all of his secrets. And I was blown away when I saw the instructional. It is the best produced BJJ instructional I've ever seen. It blows anything that BJJ Fanatics has done out of the water. The lighting, the audio, the camera angles are all perfect. Now, don't get me wrong. I've learned a lot from BJJ Fanatic instructionals over the years. But there's been times I've paid $100 plus for an instructional and I've been like, this is the quality I'm getting. The audio sucks. The camera angles are non-existent. I mean, it's just a straight shot. So when the instructor who is doing the BJJ instructional wants to change angles, him or her and their uki has to move positions. And they're constantly moving positions to get better angles. And it just nothing about it looks professional. Brandon's new mount instructional should be the standard for what a professionally made BJJ instructional should look like. If you want to buy this instructional, which you should, go to brandonmc.ninja. You will not be disappointed. Pick your copy up today. But today I want to talk about a higher standard because, guys, we've got to do better. Brazilian jiu-jitsu instructors should be held to a higher standard. Some of the things that I've heard and read over the past couple of months have been absolutely disgusting. If you're unaware, there have been a bunch of sexual assault allegations coming out, a lot of them stemming from fight sports. Now, fight sports has their main location in Miami, Florida, one of the biggest schools in the world. Their head black belt and founder, Cyborg Abreu, has tons of black belts underneath them. He has tons of affiliates that fly the Fight Sports banner. It seems like at pretty much every major tournament, you have a competitor that represents Fight Sports. They're a big, big deal in the community. Cyborg himself is an icon. He's won an ADCC gold medal. He's done pretty much everything you can do in the competition scene. He's ranked currently in the top five pound-for-pound flow grappling rankings. I mean, this guy is an, an icon in, in the sport. And so a lot of the stuff that's come out from fight sports has been just disgusting and appalling and has really left a lot of people questioning, can they trust BJJ black belts? How many scumbags are there leading Brazilian jiu-jitsu schools? And it's really disappointed me just a lot of the narrative is, Look, just because somebody has a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt doesn't mean they're a good person. doesn't mean you should trust them. In my opinion, you should be able to trust a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. There should be a lot more that goes into the personality side and the character side rather than even the skill side, right? Like you should have to have a skill to be a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, but it should also represent you as a martial artist, your growth as a human being, your growth into becoming a better man or woman. And to me, that's what a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt should represent. And obviously, I understand, I'm not naive, that there are people out there doing horrible things as black belts. But we should expect a higher standard for our Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belts. 
skills on the mat and skills off the mat, growth off of the mat. Now, there's a couple of things that I really want to discuss today when it comes to fight sports and the cyborg allegations. So let me first start by saying that Cyborg never sexually assaulted. Like, there have been zero allegations about Cyborg personally sexually assaulting any of his students or having any rape charges, anything like that. But what really has been disturbing has been Cyborg's response to these sexual misconducts at his gyms and how he's handling the situation right now. A couple of huge red flags that's really made me lose all respect for Cyborg. Now, this all started in 2018. This was when the first allegation happened. And it happened uh, one of Cyborg's black belts, Marcel Gongals, who was killing it at the time. This guy had been in multiple EBIs. I believe the last EBI he did, he made it to the semifinals. He beat Oliver Taza that day. He had a bright future. A lot of people were, you know, they liked watching him grapple, and a lot of people were expecting him to start making waves in the no-gi submission-only scene as well as ADCC. Well, it came out that Marcel, well, first, I guess, Marcel had been hired by one of Cyborg's affiliates. So one of Cyborg's affiliates hired Marcel to teach his kids' program as well as his adult program. So he was the head instructor there. Now, this affiliate also said that, I mean, Marcel had a sweet gig. He was given free housing, and supposedly the house was in a really desirable part of um, that, that location. And he was given living, expense, uh, living expenses on top of a salary. Like, dude was doing super good for a Brazilian jiu-jitsu instructor. And while he was there, he was grooming, though, one of his teenage students, which who he eventually ended up having sex with. And he ended up being charged with statutory rape. Now, when I first heard this, it was a big deal because the girl that he had raped was, I mean, she was a big part of the community. Like, I had seen her compete multiple times. She was always out there competing. And, um, you know, she, she was a pretty popular uh, teenage grappler in that, you know, again, she was really skilled, had a very, very bright future. And so when it came out that, you know, this EBI competitor, you know, had uh, sex with an underage girl who also happened to be a pretty prominent teenage competitor, I mean, you can imagine, it, it was a big deal in the community. And I remember Marcel being convicted, and I thought, like, look, this is what I had heard at the time, that Marcel was kicked out of fight sports, that he wasn't allowed in any of their gyms, that they were completely disowning him, and that he was going to be moving back to Brazil. And that's the last I heard of it until recently. Well, it turns out that Marcel stayed, and that Marcel has been being protected by Cyborg and Wagner Rocha, and that he's been training at their gyms, he's been doing work for them at their gyms. And while, look, I believe in second chances. I do. I believe in second chances, I believe people can change. I believe people make mistakes. Look, as horrendous as rape is, I think people can redeem themselves from that, right? Anyways, what Cyborg and Wagner have done, though, they've tried to cover up his involvement in fight sports. They've tried to pretend like he hasn't been there. They've been telling their students not to tell other people that he's there. So their new students are coming in, and they don't know who Marcel is. They just see this guy, right? Maybe he's holding a camera at Wagner Roach's gym, or maybe he's doing a training session at Cyborg's. 
and they don't know who he is. They don't know his past. To me, they needed to communicate openly with their students and with the community that, hey, Marcel isn't allowed. He doesn't have a leadership position at our gym, but he is going to be maybe handling our social media so he can still get a, you know, he can still get a paycheck from us. Because Cyborg and Wagner have claimed that Marcel's their brother. I mean, Cyborg is Marcel's, uh, I believe, son's godfather. So very, very close. And if they wanted to keep him around, they just needed to communicate that better. They needed to go, hey, he made a huge mistake, but we are going to try and rehabilitate him. We're going to try and lead him onto a better path. And this is like, look, look, if he does anything else again, if he steps out of line at all, he will be immediately kicked out and removed from fight sports. But the parents of these girls needed to know about Marcel's history. Like, hey, I just want you to know, like, we have a guy here. He made a mistake, but he sexually assaulted and raped a, <laughs> raped a teenager. We want you to know that because like, that's what you're supposed to do, right? Like, Marcel shouldn't be allowed uh, around uh, 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 allowed around kids' programs. Shouldn't be allowed. A lot of people that come into martial arts, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, they're either parents, right? They want their daughters to get into it, so they know how to defend themselves in a worst-case scenario where they're where a guy is trying to sexually assault them, or they're females that have been sexually assaulted that are coming in trying to learn how to defend themselves so it never happens again. They don't want to ever feel powerless as they did when they were being sexually assaulted. And so to try and cover up you know, and allow a guy to train and have a part of your gym where, again, people come that have either been sexually assaulted or that are trying not to be sexually assaulted is just, it's just horrible. To me, that's just, it's just horrible. I hate that. I couldn't imagine, you know, because I know we have a couple of females here that have either dealt with physical or sexual abuse in their past. And I just couldn't imagine knowingly having somebody that had as recently as 2018 been involved in a sexual assault, you know, at the gym, especially in a leadership role as a black belt. If I was cyborg, I would have kicked him out. And wherever he went, I wouldn't like try and like get him banned from the community, but just wherever he went. So if he moved on to another gym, maybe a Gracie Baja or an Alliance or a 10th Planet, I would have called their instructor and just be like, hey, this is what happened in the past. Look, maybe me and Marcel, we were homies or whatever, but I just want you to know he made a huge mistake. He had sex with a 16-year-old. I kicked him out for it. He no longer is allowed to fly my banners. He is not associated with me. You can make your judgment and decisions from there, but definitely have an eye on him. Definitely don't give him like a leadership position. That would be what I'd say. Now, whatever the gym owner decided to do, if he decided to hire Marcel, that's on him. But I would at least be open to wherever Marcel went, whether he just was training or if he was trying to get an instructor position about his past and what he had done at my gym. But again, that's not what Cyborg did. Now, there's been a couple of other stories that, I mean, is even more disgusting to me. While obviously any sexual misconduct or sexual allegation um, or sexual, like, you know, is horrible, 
there's a story that, that really it kind of opened my eyes to cyborgs' nature and to what's really going on um, you know, at fight sports underneath cyborgs' leadership. So there was a fight sports camp many years ago. I think it was like six or seven years ago, and it was in Brazil. And a bunch of people came from all over the world. And the woman in question, she was a brown belt, I believe, from Morocco. So she came all the way from Morocco. I think she trained at a fight sports in Morocco. And she came from Morocco to Brazil to um, this week-long BJJ camp where they were doing, you know, incursions out in the jungle and going to waterfalls. And they were also learning from some of the fight sports black belts. Well, on the third or fourth day of this camp, the um, you know the, the bunch of people had went out drinking, and this girl was in her room. She was asleep, I think. And one of the guys who had been drinking a lot, he went back to the hotel where they were staying at, and he got a room key copied of her room. So he asked for her room key. Since there were so many people in fight sports, you know, I guess the front desk person didn't even think about it and just made him a copy of this woman's key. He opened up her room and tried to rape her. Now, he never actually penetrated her, thank God, but he tried to tip her, uh, like take her clothes off. He was kissing her. He, um, you know, I think he stuck his fingers inside of her. Just disgusting stuff. And the woman screamed. Um, luckily, again, she had Brazilian jiu-jitsu knowledge, so I'm sure she was able to at least fight off the attacker until the front desk people came and the police came and arrested this gentleman, this blue belt. Well, Cyborg was furious. Cyborg came, and he made that woman retract her statement. He told her, and this is what she said, that since she hadn't really been raped, it wasn't that big a deal, that that guy made a mistake, but don't ruin the camp for everybody else because you're upset. It's not that big a deal. Let's just all for, let's forget about it. Let's go on the excursion that they were supposed to go on the next day. Just forget about it. There's a couple of days left. Let's just let bygones be bygones and don't, you know, don't prosecute this guy. So she retracted her statement because she felt like everybody at the camp was against her. Now, the last few days of the camp, you know, she said and other camp goers said that this is true, too, that she just stayed in her room. She was scared. She didn't feel like, you know, again, like anybody cared about her there. She felt just disgusted at Cyborg and the other people there because they all off uh, were all off doing jujitsu and going off and you know into the jungle and going to these waterfalls or wherever they were going, while she had just had this horrific, horrific life event happen, and she had basically been shamed into not prosecu- prosecuting this disgusting human being that had copied a room key of hers so he could try and rape her. And Cyborg covered that up. And, you know, there's been a couple of other allegations, the most recent one being another one of Cyborg's black belts that was an instructor at one of his affiliates, raped a 16-year-old girl. He brought her out to a competition. I think the competition was like a fight to win, I think, or something like in Oklahoma. They say that he, like, brought her into the hotel room. He raped her against her will. And now he's being prosecuted. And again, a lot of this stuff is coming out now. Like I had never heard the cyborg BJJ camp story. Supposedly people in the community knew about it, but it wasn't like firsthand like news. Like I'd, I'd never heard that story. 
and supposedly that there's more stuff coming out of fight sports of other sexual allegations. People are like, no, look, like, this is, like, a pretty normal, like, I don't want to say normal, like, it hasn't happened hundreds and hundreds of times, but there's more stories than just these three or four that are coming out now that are being prosecuted. There's more. And Cyborg was silent. So when this stuff was coming out after this latest one where, again, like, just like Marcel, not Marcel, though, this guy's name is, I think, Rodrigo something, but anyways, he had sex with a, a, one of his 16-year-old students, raped her against her will. Um, you know, Cyborg was silent for a couple of days. But then as more and more of these stories started coming out, as more and more people started to bash him in fight sports, he came out with a statement. And his statement was just so lame. And he's made multiple statements now, and it's, it's very obvious that he's gotten himself a lawyer and he's kind of, you know, made these, uh, you know, his, his statements don't sound like they're from the heart. Now, one of the things that really blew me away and, again, really made me kind of shut the door, shut the door on Cyborg was he claimed in one of his last statements that he's, you know, he's, He's always cared about the victims and that he has always dealt with the perpetrators, the people that committed these acts. You know, he always, always handled the situation, but he, you know, apologized and, you know, looked out and tried to communicate with the victims how sorry he was and he checked on them. Well, each victim says they never even received a text message from Cyborg. They're like, we haven't heard from him. He never contacted our parents. He never tried to contact us. He never got, like, we didn't hear from him. And Cyborg, okay, so, like, the victims say that. All the women say they never heard from Cyborg. And a couple of days later, Cyborg texts them, and they basically, they all compare, and they're like, but he basically just wrote one text and copy and pasted it and sent it to all of us. Like, he didn't even have the decency to write, like, personalized messages. He just wrote some blanket statement and copy and pasted it to each of them. It just blows my mind. Like, that fact right there, like, you couldn't even, like, pick up the phone and call somebody. Like, even after all this time. You made a mistake. You never contacted and talked to victims. You couldn't pick up the phone yet to send a text message that basically, again, was written as a script and you're copying and pasting it, sending it. Like, you couldn't even individualize that. What type of person are you? It's just, I mean, I'm flabbergasted. I'm trying to find the words to keep spelling. I just, it, I can't believe it. It blows my mind. Now, a lot of the community is very anti-cyborg and fight sports right now, and very rightfully so. I definitely will not be supporting cyborg um, and will not be supporting cyborg particularly. Now, Wagner Rocha, eh, you know, I think Wagner did some, some underhanded stuff, and I'm definitely not happy with some of Wagner's actions, but I definitely feel way more strongly towards cyborg. Like, these are cyborg's black belts. This is Cyborg's association. These are Cyborg's students. Oh, they're not my students. No, no, no. They're underneath your association. You are the fought. Like, you are the founder. You are the head guy. Your leadership needs to be better. And what really, so while those things, I mean, all of that completely disgusted me, right? 
just disgusting. But what's even more disgusting is seeing the people that are coming out in support of Cyborg, that are telling him that he's a strong man and that he's a great leader. And I'm like, what has he done that has indicated that he is a good leader? But you go on his Facebook where he's you know made these um, statements, and you'll, again, you'll just see people in the community, and most of them being his students or fight sports guys, like calling him master and calling him like their sensei, and like we're just I'm so lucky to train under you, or we're so lucky to have you. You are the best leader, and all this stuff. And I'm like, what? Like you guys are still like that's that's the narrative you want to take that he handled this in a responsible manner. I mean, if my instructor had done that, I would le- I would just be dumbfounded. Dumbfounded that I couldn't train underneath a guy that that behaved like that. But what's coming out now though that also really blows my mind is that there are a bunch of people that knew about this stuff that trained at cyborgs or had been to cyborgs and fight sports, and they knew that, like, oh, I knew about that thing that happened in Brazil. I knew Cyborg covered that up. I knew Cyborg told her not to prosecute that guy. I knew that Cyborg was trying, was still helping out Marcel and having Marcel around his gym and Wagner's and other fight sport locations. But they continued to pay and be paying students at, uh, you know, fight sports. They continued to buy his DVDs. They can- continued to support him. And to me, while, you know, you can say whatever you want, like, that's, that's just as disgusting in a lot of ways as to what Cyborg has done. Like, you're basically condoning that by supporting a guy that's covering up sexual assault allegations. It's covering up these things. Like, you, sh- you should be ashamed of yourself. I mean, I get it. There's world-class jiu-jitsu there, and you might love your academy, but there's a million academies in Florida. There's a mil- there's not a million world-class academies, but there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of really good schools in Florida. I can think of, you know, 20 off the top of my head. And while, you know, I get it, fight sports is the best, but, man, you shouldn't support that, especially if you knew what was going on. Now, again, a lot of the students didn't know what's going on. I totally believe that. Not everybody's going to know what's going on, but there were a handful of people, a bunch of people, students included, that knew what was going on, and they turned a blind eye as well. And you might as well have covered up the the rape allegations too, at least in my opinion. Too many people are too scared to voice out their complaints, right, to voice out their opinions. If your instructor is doing something super shady, like, if I found out Brandon or Eddie Bravo was doing something that I was disgusted in, texting, uh, you know, taking advantage of white belt female students, grooming underage girls, whatever it was, stealing money, what, whatever it was, it killed people. Like, I am not staying silent. I'm just not. As much as I love Brandon, as much as I respect Eddie, I would just be like, dude, I can't support that. That goes against my own morals. And I guess it's easy for me to sit here behind my microphone and say that I would do that because you never know, right? You never know. Tons of people would say that. If you talk to probably any of the people at Fight Sports that knew about this, they they would say the same thing because that's what's expected. But 
That's what we should expect, though. Like, I, in my opinion, I'm a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. That has shaped me as a man. It has taught me to be better. It has taught me to strive to be better. And I couldn't, again, live with myself if I was covering up crimes, covering up with things that I completely disagreed with, that went against just my, my being, my soul. So what should happen, right? Because, again, I've seen a lot of the na- this narrative that's, oh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belts, like just because you're a black belt doesn't mean you're a good person. This sport's just full of people that have crazy egos, and, you know, there's, there's all these sexual predators out there, and I don't think that's the case. I think the majority of Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belts are good people. They have good morals. They try to make their best decisions. Now, obviously, they make mistakes, sometimes big mistakes. But they're at least trying to do their best. And they've got a code that, again, doesn't involve them having sex with underage students. <laughs> Most instructors are not doing that, are not trying to do that. They're not grooming their students for that. And I think the community needs to at least, like, okay, you still need to give the benefit of doubt to your instructor. But there are red flags. There are red flags that you need to be aware of. And I think the... Um, you know, the biggest thing is in some of these traditional schools, you know, whenever you're calling your, your teacher master, whenever your instructor, um, you know, your professor asks and makes you do things, if he's trying to take away your identity, if he doesn't allow you to have a personality at your gym. And, and you, you might sound crazy for me to say this, but I've been, at, I've been at a couple of gyms where that was the case, where the instructor had complete control. That's the first sign. If you see anything weird at your academy, do not be afraid to voice what concerns you. Tell somebody else in the community. You can reach out to me. You can reach out to Brandon. I'm sure there's so many other guys that are in the community that you can reach out to. Say, hey, you know, my instructor, I saw my instructor do this. You know, he put his hands weird on this female. Like, I'm a little concerned, you know. Talk to the authorities. Talk to their parents. Like, we just, we got to have a higher standard here and we can't turn the blind eye anymore to um you know to what's going on in some of these gyms across the country i'm really hoping that this is the last we'll hear of these allegations but i have a, a feeling that it's just starting i just saw that jackson souza has a bunch of sexual assault so jackson souza is another big time competitor he's living in europe right now teaching in europe and I'm seeing a bunch of women come out claiming he sexually assaulted them or that he sent them threatening messages or he sent them just inappropriate messages. And again, I, I think that's just the beginning. If you're an instructor, you should not be preying on like, hey, I've got a new cute white bro girl. I'm going to try and take her on a date. Like, I'm not saying that instructors can't date their students, but it should take a lot longer to develop a relationship than just, oh, I've got this new white belt girl, she's cute, and she looks up to me because she's in my class, and I've got all this power, and yada, 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 I'm going to try and take advantage of that situation. These guys that go around dating their students, like, all the time, going from student to student, just as disgusting, in my opinion. I've never dated a student, I've never even kissed a student. Like, if a girl was a female at our gym, I've never asked them out on a date, I've never looked for romance, because to me, I'm a professional. And I want to keep that thing separate. Now, again, if something developed over time, like years, like a year, year, year plus, 
I don't know, you know. But I definitely am not like, oh, man, we've had cute girls come in. And I'm not like, huh, I'm going to see, like, if I can hit on her. I'm going to see if I can go on a date with her. And, I, again, I think that's part of the, the standard that we should expect from jujitsu black belts. You should be able to find dates outside of the gym. And if you can't, well, you need to work on, you need to work on your confidence and your ability to talk to women. Until next time, guys, I got a bunch of really interesting um, podcast episodes coming up. I've got some, some cool, cool interviews coming up. I know a bunch of you guys have been very, very happy with some of the content that's been coming out from the grappling discourse. I'm going to continue to provide you guys with what I think is becoming some of the best BJJ content out there. Love you guys. Peace.